0: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here.
1: It's Loon Talk on Score North. Welcome in, Loon's fans, to another victorious week here on Loon Talk. Jonathan Harris near alongside Voice of the Loons, Dan Terrar. Dan, how are you doing today? Hey. Doing great. Doing great. Doing good, doing good. AJ, how are you doing today?
2: Oh, I'm fantastic. Perfect, perfect. I mean,
1: your coaches had or your coach of uh, Tottenham Hotspur had quite the melee yesterday, so
2: yeah, can't, you, hey, must you be... can't be walking around. Uh, you can't be ro- walking around Chelsea's home grounds without a, a with a limp <laughs> wrist. Let me tell you that when you go in for a handshake, it's forceful. Let me t- you better look really a man in the eye that. when you shake his hand. Ever. That's so, that's so hypocritical because somebody immediately pulled the receipt of him just brushing off Ragnick last year at the end of yeah, yeah just
0: unbelievable. Yeah, Tuchel, oh Tuchel, cool. oh, cool. boys will be boys.
1: Oh, God. I I love when egos get involved in in sports and it just gets in the way and it's hilarious
2: and just leads to it. Some of the most most
0: entertaining moments is when guys
1: can't control their ego. Somewhere Jose
2: Mourinho's like, I wish I was a part of that. Why can't that be about me? (laughs)
1: Mourinho's like, what was my problem again? Why were you upset about me?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I I prefer not to speak. If I speak, I'll be in very big trouble.
1: (laughs) All right. So that's enough Premier League talk. We'll get unfortunately, to that later on in, and <laughs> in, uh, write that down, bloodbath as that is. Predictor, though, is was probably easily our best week ever. So there's really? that tease for nice. that. So
3: nice. we'll get to
1: that in a little bit. We'll also look across the league, 20,000th goal scored in league history. Uh, nice little tap in from Andrew Gutman. We'll get to that. Uh, but, boys, let's start off. Uh, probably one of the most impressive and most needed victories by the Loons this season, a 2-1 Win by the Loons, they go up in the 27th minute, but uh, thanks to Franco Fragaponte. Wonderful pass by Emmanuel Reynosa to get it to Fragaponte. Then they give up a goal to Hanny Mukhtar, who scores his 14th of the year. That seemed inevitable at that point. But then uh, Alan Benitez, of all players, who wasn't having that great of a game defensively, but he gets on the scorecard with his first goal for the Loons. And what a goal it was. It was the game winner in the, I don't even remember at this point, 75th minute. And that's all that we that's all the loons would need. But I want to start here, Dan. Was that the most impressive win of the season for the loons? I don't
0: know if I would call it the most impressive, but it's the most important one so far. Yes. Uh that's a they lose that. Um it could be a season changer. And by winning it, you have kind of made a statement saying, Hey, we we are we are here to stay in the top four we are not ready to bow out and, you know, drop down in the standings. Whereas if, if you had lost that one, Nashville jumps up, you drop down into the uh, the muck and the and the crud with all the other teams. And, and this, this was a statement win, I think. And um, the way they won it was kind of odd because in the first half, the only reason they were even in it was because of Dane St. Clair. Um, yeah. The defense looked ragged again and they looked confused again. And I don't know why because – I think they have four good players on the pitch back there defensively. And then the second half, um, even before the 75th minute, when they got the go ahead, the defense seemed to have things a little bit under more under control. Uh, They weren't giving up chance after chance after chance. And Dane St. Clair didn't have to make, you know, uh, multiple huge saves to keep it uh, tied at one. So, it was a it was a weird game, but I, I would put the label as the most important win so far this year. And and if they're going to continue to stay in the top four, which I guess is the goal, right? You want to yep. get home home field. Uh, I think number one is off the. Uh, do we agree that number one is off the table?
2: I think number one and number two. You think yeah. number
0: two is too AJ?
2: Yeah, I think so. I think one and All two right. are out of reach, especially in the West well if it if if
0: number 2 is in reach then we know what has to happen this coming saturday so that's clear <laughs> um but uh so you're battling for spots 3 and 4 and if they had lost on sunday last night uh all of a sudden 3 and 4 are you know you're reaching again so it was, it was a hu- it was a huge win it was it was a very entertaining match even though some of the coaches uh, might feel differently about some of the play but it was still it was still fun fun uh soccer
1: Absolutely.
2: AJ? Yeah. No, I mean, it wasn't um, – I know Dan used impressive, and it it is impressive that you pulled that one out, but maybe not impressive in the sense of controlling the play as much because we talked about this a couple of weeks back with the possession time. They had 37% possession. Like, that's that's not good. Um, Nashville, when you get anywhere over 20 shots, I know all of those aren't on target, but they've had 21 shots in the game. Anytime you get to 20 or higher, I'm like, okay, yeah. this team is really pulling the trigger. Eight of those on target, though – And only one gets by Dane Saint Clair, and for a guy who going into the All Star game, we were having maybe some doubts about. He was looking a little shaky. He reeled, he reeled it back in. And you got to think about what uh, being named like MLS All Star uh, uh, All Star Game MVP maybe does to that ego, that confidence Mm -hmm. to go back out there and have a performance like he did, because he was the only reason they were somewhat in the game uh, for that first half, and then um, a late uh, late goal by Benitez puts them puts them ahead and I mean he he was lights out for them um it's hard to maybe say that he was the man of the natural because Reynoso was tremendous once again as he's been all season long yeah. um he that he's so electric he's so crucial to the offense in every asset of the game or facet of the game with just how much he facilitates the ball and even when he's off the ball, he draws so much attention to himself that it just it just opens up play for everybody else. Um, so when they did have the ball, they really made an impact. And talking about making an impact, they capitalized off that enormous fluke on, uh, in the first half by Walker Zimmerman, um, leading to the first goal by Fragapone. So um, to make to make a big capitalization when the other team kind of loses their footing for a second there, just like we had with Dane Saint Clair a couple weeks back, you know, blink of an eye, one mistake, and. You're in a hole. They, they mm-hmm. uh, reversed the rules this time around, and uh, it eventually led to them picking up three points. So uh, big three points against a very good Nashville side, um, especially on the road in Nashville. So uh, great win. Maybe not uh, one that you're going to write home about in terms of how well play was, but you're going to write home in terms of that is big for the club because that is, is it a statement win? Maybe they didn't necessarily dominate, but um, three points. As I texted Jonathan yesterday, I want to say it was. They don't ask how, just how many points you, you get. So,
1: yeah, you mentioned it there. Uh, Dane St. Clair had a great night. Uh, I would, I would tend to agree that Emmanuel Rinozo was absolutely the player of the match, just what he provided. But Dane, you can't argue against Dane St. Clair either. I mean, six, six or seven saves on the evening, and that's the Dane St. Clair we needed. This club, this club needed to have, and that was missing over the past couple of weeks. Eight goals in the two weeks prior to this game. He had the 30-minute shutout in the MVP, or in the All-Star game, which got him the the hometown MVP of that one. And it seemed like that sparked a whole bit of confidence to come back in him. It wasn't just the shot-stopping. It was the vocalization from Dane St. Clair that we don't see a whole lot of. He was getting in the opposing players' faces. He yelled at, uh, I think, Hackenden at one point about watching his foot when he was coming in for... Or a dive or whatever, but it seemed like a much more confident Dane St. Clair, a much more in your face, Dane St. Clair, one that this club has been missing the past couple weeks. And if that's the Dane St. Clair that's gonna be uh, in net for the rest of the season, this team's gonna be a dangerous squad because you have that paired with the offense that can't stop scoring goals. Good luck everybody else, it seems like.
0: Yeah, very few players can can play at their highest level and then continue to do that for a thirty seven match season. Uh, almost nobody can. The great ones come close to that, and we forget how young Dane St. Clair is, and he was playing at such a high level earlier in the season. We probably should have known that he was going to have his his, his moments and he was going to have his struggles because, because he is so young and because all players have their moments. So I absolutely 100% believe that All-Star game was exactly what he needed. It energized him. It got him focused. It got him playing at his best again, and and it's just ironic that he comes out and has you know one of his best matches of the year uh, right out of that All Star performance. So uh, you know what, you can't plan that stuff out, but it worked, and and yeah, if this keeps him uh, this focused and this lasered in the rest of the year, um, you know he's going to have a huge impact on on the Western Conference playoffs.
1: I guess so much for the conversation we had last week of maybe benching him for a week and what conversation? Who Miller? said that? Who Not said that? That must have been AJ, a different AJ, podcast. AJ, was it AJ, different, different, that AJ? Wasn't this was podcast? Don't go well, back and please. listen to the archives <laughs> on that one. But yeah, AJ also mentioned it. Uh, Emmanuel Noso outstanding last night, provided yep. the assist on the first goal, and him and Luis Amaria and Franco Frangeponti have this partnership between the three of them that's yep. causing defenses issues. The Amaria goal or the Franco Fragapane goal, excuse me, in the 27th minute, was Keaton or what happened because a wonderful pass by Emmanuel Reynoso, but also Amaria making this run that drew in Walker Zimmerman that gave Fragapane all the space in the world yeah. to run on that far post. And it was just, it's that teamwork that we've seen time and time again, AJ, that's caused defenses issues to try and close the, this attack down. And now that this attack, now that these three guys up top, including uh, you can also include a long in there, even though he can got, kind of go missing a couple times a game, uh, the defenses really don't know who to shut down. And that's causing a lot of problems.
2: Yeah, absolutely. But I, I, that place starts with uh, Ariaga. He, yeah. he recognizes the, yeah, the, the kind of the lobbed lazy pass by Zimmerman he clearly reads his mind and just goes and plucks that thing right out of the air, gives it right over, and then you know they're off to the races. Like you said, it's it's establishing those lanes. You're not you're not weaving for weaving's sake, gentlemen. You know you, you're you're picking these certain things to draw people out of position, and then yeah, that cut back and then through pass by Reynoso was was tremendous. And it, I mean that whole sequence is exactly what you want to see on a weekly basis from this team. So for them to be able to capitalize on such a big blunder by Nashville and go up early in that one twenty seven minutes in, um, I mean that's that just sets the tempo for the rest of the ninety. I,
0: I feel like Minnesota used to be an easy team to defend. Um mm-hmm. you 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 collapsed down on uh Reynoso, took away his space, you didn't even worry about our number ten. And if it was Robin Lud, you said, Okay, this guy can score, but you know, <laughs> all four of our defenders are faster than he is. We can catch him. Don't worry about him so much. We know what he can do. And all of a sudden now they're going, okay, where's Renoso? Oh, wait, their number nine is now putting the ball in the back of the net. We have to be totally aware of him. And you could see that, as Jonathan pointed out, it, it, changes, the, it changes the match and the flow and the space that other people get when all of a sudden you see a defender, a good defender go, up. Oh, there's number nine, I gotta get on him quick, like right now, and that opens up Fragapane, you know. So you're seeing this team go from a team that was so easy to defend to one that now they're going, okay, who do we cover? You know, okay, we'll leave Long alone because we don't know much about him, and he doesn't seem to have much of a scorer's touch, at least not right now. But you can't leave Fragapane alone, Renoso or uh or louis samaria you can't because they're all they're all on a roll right now so yeah this team's so much harder to defend than they were uh, a couple months ago
1: and, and a- then- another another part of that is the fact that when you do try yes the offense still very much does run through a man you know so they get to the ball the ball to him at all costs and it's just those three other guys making runs trying to find space and he's He's good enough, we've seen, we all we all know it, that he's good enough to find them if if they're gonna make those runs and they're all making those runs. They're I think I think I heard the status that Longwane and Fragapane are the two best wingers in the league at making those off ball runs into dangerous areas. Really. Um But it's not just that. It's the fact that when you do try and close Emmanuel Reynoso down when he has the ball, he's going to make you look absolutely stupid. And he (laughs) did that on that second goal. Uh, Shaq Moore, U.S. men's national team right back, tried to close him down, came in hard, and Emmanuel Reynoso just made one move on him and he was free. And he got the ball up to a really, really nice run that that you saw from like 20 yards away that – Uh, Joseph Rosales just started making this run and got into a dangerous area uh, that was cleared out because Shaq Moore tried to close down Emmanuel Reynoso and Reynoso just left him in the dust, leaving a ton of space for Rosales to move into. So it's not just the fact that these guys are making runs. It's the fact that when when defenders try and close them down, they're all making these nifty moves that are giving themselves more space and just leaving other defenders in the dust.
0: In, In my opinion, that decision by Shaq Moore was just as bad as the turnover by Walker Zimmerman. Because he mm-hmm. he pulled himself way out of position to attack on uh, on Emmanuel Reynoso. Because if, if you watch that again, you look at it and go, whoa, dude, man, you can't leave all that space for a guy to run in behind you. Um, Especially so I when think Rosales those...
1: is already making that run towards the area. And and he's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, He
0: just wants to run. So I thought that that was equally as bad of a decision as, uh, as Zimmerman's. So, you know, exploit the weakness, I guess, is what you got to do.
2: Yeah, and talk about making the most of 17 minutes because Rosales comes on, creates a Jeez. big chance, um, 86% passing accuracy in his time, but he gets the assist on that uh, on that eventual game winner. I mean, to have a guy that fresh come on that late and be able to have that type of impact, I, yep. it's nice to have that on the bench ready for Adrian Heath whenever he wants to pull the trigger.
0: Yep, the Spe- kid's got a future.
1: Speaking of Adrian Heath, I know he doesn't get a lot of credit as much as he might deserve at times for some of the tactical changes that he does make. Uh, he made one heck of a tactical change last night that just threw Nashville for loops. It seemed like Nashville had been dominating the game through the first 70 minutes. And then he brings in Rosales takes off. Uh, Fragapane goes to a four, three, three with Robin Lode sitting as the six and Ariaga and Rosales is the guys who are going to move around. And that leaves a whole lot of space in the middle for uh, Amarita just move around. And we saw on that second goal there was so much space for those guys to still move around because Emmanuel Reynoso was attracting so much attention that it caused plenty of issues for the Nashville defense that wasn't really forced into a whole lot of a whole lot of defensive stress for the night but the last like what 20 minutes of the match they had some cha- Minnesota had some chances because of the, the switch they made
0: yeah no absolutely it, it was it seemed like the time you know it, it, when you're when you're a coach and you and you make a substitution and the guy you put in uh, is involved in the goal, the go ahead goal, you, you, yeah, it's you probably get too much credit yeah. when it works out and too much blame when it doesn't. But in this case, you know what? You're right. Uh, people are so quick to jump on him. Don't like the way he subs or how much he subs or how much he doesn't sub. But yeah, he, he deserves credit when it works out because it did work out perfectly. I'm sure that's the way he planned it in his mind and you know sometimes it works out that way so but just quickly back on Rosales um he's it's become evident that he is a guy that uh it seems like he's going to be a guy that's going to be getting a lot of playing time in the future um and you don't you don't know how many of these guys you can keep around because all of a sudden next year you get Hassani Dotson back and and all of a sudden you go okay well, we can't keep everybody um but and Rosales, now that we have
1: Ozzy Alonso back we can't keep yeah, everybody
0: now that Ozzy made an appearance on the uh, on the Fox on the Fox TV broadcast, anyway.
1: So, uh, come on, Fox. Man. That's okay. come on. That's you know so what? simple. It's okay.
0: People make mistakes. It's okay, and we, I make mistakes. Everybody does. But you know what? You got to laugh at it. But uh, some poor guy in the truck. Went number six. There's no number six on who's number six. And then he apparently had a (laughs) roster from last year with Ozzy still on
1: it. So if it wasn't the umpteenth time that Fox did it, then I'd maybe give him some Uh, slack. But they've done this in the past where they've gotten the wrong players or wrong face for the players. (laughs) Like this is this isn't that difficult. I understand you're getting (laughs) out after this year, but like you still have the product right now. Come on. Give it some give it some some respect. Right. All right. Final thoughts from that guy that game, uh you guys. I don't know. I don't have
0: much left to say, AJ. I don't know if you do, but I just I think it was uh, an important win. I think it puts them in a in a good position going forward for what's coming up this weekend. And uh the biggest thing out of that was uh a couple of things, Dane St. Clair getting back to form. Um if we're worried about Benitez defensively, um I'm okay with that, but he's shown that he can be such a part of the offense more so than anybody we've had on the right or left back in a long time. um, Is start him. If the defense is struggling, you go to DJ Taylor or whoever. Remember a guy named Roman Metinair? He wasn't too bad either, but... um, (laughs) That's sad that uh, he missed the entire season, basically, uh but I think that you know there's some really positive things, and we're still without will trap, so uh all positives coming back from Nashville
2: yeah to put a i mean to put a ball on it it's a big three points for the club, and like you said danford Benitez it'd be nice if you had that offensive and defensive prowess, but to have a guy who can be that offensively playing at right back who can hop up in the play and get really deep in the opponent's final third um, and if you start that just looking for a spark and then you move to a more defensive tactic later on you sub him out sure that makes sense if you're worried about the uh, the gaps in the defensive there um, but it the main takeaway for me is Dane St. Clair is back to uh, back to his old ways which is great to see yep. just because having such a solid like you know call him a call him a lighthouse in gold because to have that like beacon of light back there it creates a lot of Morale boost. It's a lot of hope for just the you know the the front ten guys to say, all right, if I make a mistake, he's going to be able to bail me out. Whether it's once or twice or on Sunday or uh, yesterday, it was seven times. So um, to, to to have that back there is uh, great to see again. So you got to hope that he keeps that form moving forward. And I, I going back to Dan's point about uh, prior this team maybe wasn't the biggest threat offensively. You got to wonder about them sneaking in one or maybe a, z- a nil-nil draw. Uh, but now you got to worry about them because <laughs> this is a team that is able to put up three or four on any given night, just because of how big of a threat they have, whether it's up the middle or on the left or the right. So um, they're they're putting the rest of the league on notice with this win, which I think is good.
0: Yeah. AJ, you, you weren't, you weren't on the podcast with us when we used to talk about a two goal explosion <laughs> <laughs> when we didn't and have we as much serious. to talk about. Yeah. No, we were serious.
1: The two was that's a big great. number. That was a big old number. Yeah. Oh, so. We
2: scored. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys mentioned it, Alan Benitez and the defensive. woes that He's had the past couple weeks. He got burned. Plenty of times against Colorado it was a little bit shaky against Nashville again, but he's, that's going to get wiped away because the goal, he, the game winning goal he scored, uh, the defensive thing may be an issue this weekend against Nashville, or against Austin, excuse me, who come to town uh, this weekend uh, at all Field. 7 p.m. kickoff, and we are positive about that this time. It's not 725, it is 7 p.m. <laughs> 6 30 p.m. pre-match show on 1500 ESPN. Uh, the score north mobile app and live1500 ESPN.com. Uh Nashville, the highest goal scoring team in the league, and we thought that would drop off after the first couple weeks. It still hasn't. Nashville or Austin keeps scoring. I'm gonna keep for some reason, flipping those two. I mean Austin, uh, because they're the next opponents for the Loons. Boys, I don't know, and I think this should be a conversation, is what you do at right-back, because as we've seen for a majority of the season, DJ Taylor's pretty locked down at that right-back spot defensively. He's not going to provide you a whole lot offensively, but I like him defensively more than I like Alan Benitez right now defensively, and if you're going to be going up against the highest-scoring team in the league, I think you need to prioritize a li- defense a little bit more there. And if you need a goal late on, then you should maybe bring on Alan Benitez. But I don't know if that's going to happen because the goalie scored.
0: I, I've thought a lot about this, and I came away with it saying I can't blame Benitez for the defensive woes. I can't. I don't, I don't think. It, I felt like Nashville attacked the other side more than they attacked his side. Yeah. I don't feel like they were even Especially going after half. him. Yeah, I don't feel like they were even going after Benitez. So, I don't know that there's something else right. and then the question is, okay, well, it's not the new guy, then what's the problem on the defense? Um, I don't know. I can't figure it out. I'm not I'm not that, you know, deep of a uh, soccer mind to know what's wrong with the defense, but I don't think it's Benitez. I I would if it, if it were up to me, I would stay with Benitez in there. Uh he's uh, you know, playing great and knowing that, you know, He's on a short leash. If if defensively he can't get the job done, and then you go to DJ Taylor, and I agree, DJ Taylor has been a defensively has been amazing. But it's so refreshing to have, uh, you know, that offense uh, out of Benitez. So it's a tough call, uh, but that's what I would do. What AJ put on your manager cap? What are you doing?
2: I don't envy I don't envy Adrian Heath for his decision this upcoming weekend just because it's going to be tough. You got to look at the one on one matchup. I feel like because whatever whoever he selects to start at right back is going to have to pretty much go one on one most of the match with Diego Fagundes. And do you think that Benitez can is up for that challenge? I'm not saying that he's been really good this season. I I mean, he's he's, I'm not saying he's a world class left wing or anything like that, but he. on his day, he's going to be able to give him a run for the money. So, Five goals, uh, four... nine assists this year. So Yeah, exactly. And I, like you said, Jonathan, they have 54 goals scored for on the season compared to Minnesota. That's 14 more. So, I mean, it's not like they're lacking in the goal department yeah. by any means. Um, it, it's, do you want to fight fire with fire and just go offense against offense and say, hey, yes. Dane? Yes, Dane? neutral, absolutely. absolutely. The neutrals <laughs> are saying, <laughs> hell yes. yes. <laughs> Dane, you're going to have to let in like two or three but we're, we're going to get you three or four, so don't worry. Or do you want to just completely make them frustrated as, as much as possible and maybe later when everybody's tired, that's when you bring on Benitez um, to really just kind of run riots. So um, if it was me, I like the exciting option. I'm going Benitez out on right back, but uh, I am not in any position to make a legitimate call at that. So as the I want to make a fun option pick, that's uh, I'm going Benitez at right back if it were me this weekend.
1: Yeah, you guys are kind of talking me into it. I like the idea of just yeah. just going mano a mano, just going attack versus attack and I mean if if the say we say this all goes towards the playoffs and the Loon's make a run they're going to have to go through either Austin or LAFC which are both the yep. two highest attacking teams in the league why not get ready now to just fight fire with fire instead of uh just lining up defensively and trying to bunker down and frustrate them in the playoffs that's a little bit easier to do because that's what everybody does but right now you're in the middle of the season you're near the end of the season eight games left in the schedule go go stand up to them and see you yep. can score Let's more goals because uh, look what Sporting Kansas City did last week against them. They scored three goals, and Sporting Kansas City hasn't scored three goals all season. Essentially, <laughs> they've been terrible all season yeah. long. And so, yeah, I I would see if that defense can hold up. See if the offense can keep scoring goals because we know the the Loons' offense is not going to stop scoring goals. Can uh, Can Austin break down what looks to be hopefully a resurging Dane Saint Clair and hopefully the defense uh, rallies around him? So, yeah, I'm 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 growing with the idea of fighting fire with fire on that one and just going all offense and just let let the two teams just run back and forth, go a wide open game for 90 minutes at eons Field Saturday night. That will
4: be fun. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.
1: That leads us into a uh, look across the league where plenty happened that affected how the Loons would have finished um, in the weekend. The Loons finished fourth place in the Western Conference on the weekend thanks to FC Dallas just ripping apart San Jose basically from from minute one all the way to minute 90. Uh, San Jose really had no chance. Uh, Other Western Conference results that affected the Loons, Toronto continues their run up up the Eastern Conference table, 3-1 win over Portland. Um, And then uh, Houston lose. That doesn't really affect Minnesota, but there's 10 goals in Los Angeles Saturday night as both (laughs) LA teams were hosting hosting games. Wow. 5-2 LA Galaxy and then 5-0 LAFC. And I believe LAFC did it without Giorgio Chiellini or Gareth Bale. And they all and they Bell, did it.
2: Was it? He got stuck. He got stuck behind a couple, uh, couple groups on the back nine at LA Country Club. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't make it in time.
1: <laughs> he was busy on his golf game. Yeah, LAFC saved all five of their goals for the second half when they ripped apart Charlotte FC. But all of a sudden, LA Galaxy are back in the playoff race, uh, playoff spots after just ripping apart Vancouver. Uh, Ten goals in LA. What a night for LA soccer, though.
0: Yeah, those are, you know what, this, did I hear that last weekend was the highest scoring weekend in MLS history? Was that, that, did I hear that correct? I think so. Yeah. So why the question is, you know, why is it because we're seeing better players coming in every season
1: and and right when we
0: agree that the talent seems to improve every year and this year it's improved greatly.
1: This last summer transfer window is widely considered by a lot of MLS analysts as the best transfer window in league history with the amount of talent that brought that was brought in. So yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: So that, that shouldn't, that doesn't, that doesn't seem like a coincidence then that we're having one of the highest scoring seasons in MLS history too. So, um, and that while the defense and the goaltending is, should be getting better too. So uh, I think you just have better players, more skill coming to the league and um, you know, it shows and it makes it a lot
1: makes it a lot of fun to be a fan. Absolutely. And then uh the other result that keeps things interesting for Minnesota, Real Salt Lake you get a 2-1 win over Seattle Sounders in Seattle. We'll talk about Seattle in a little bit, but Real Salt Lake uh remain just a point behind Minnesota. So third through fifth are separated by a grand total of two points. FC Dallas in third on thirty-nine, Minnesota on fourth on thirty-eight. And then Salt Lake on fifth on 37. Then there's a four-point gap down to Salt or to LA Galaxy in sixth, and Nashville and Portland in seventh and eighth on the same amount on 33 points. So it seems like there's a little bit of a gap. Hopefully that stays. Give give the Loons a little bit of a breathing room there uh, of from dropping completely out. But yeah, it seems like there's a little bit of a secondary gap forming in the Western Conference playoff race
0: little bit when when you say little bit it means a little bit yeah I mean if we all pretty much agree that one and two are locked up you know nothing else really is I mean yeah. it's it, you look at even uh you look at even the bottom it looks like San Jose's making a run for the run for the border um but uh <laughs> even even if they were to put together three wins in a row they'd be up right around the playoff line so again you know it's just Consistency and and that's what Minnesota has had since that international break, and that's what it's gonna take mm-hmm. to uh you know rise above this just quagmire of of you know teams and you know I don't see it loosening up before decision day. So
2: No, no like and that. and um you know LA Galaxy have a game in hand on Minnesota. So let's say they yeah. win that one, the right up there at thirty six points. That being said, FC Dallas has played one more than Minnesota and Real Salt Lake and two more than L.A. Galaxy. Jeez. So it's you know, they're not they're They're happy to be up at third, but it's not like they are sitting super pretty because the loons just draw one and they're dead on. Right. And so. Right. Um, and I
0: I love this conversation right now, A.J., but Jonathan wants to do this conversation in week two.
1: Why not? <laughs> It's always fun. I, I can't do
0: it. I can't
1: do it in, in week two. It's all about the playoffs anyways. Why not get started early? Why not get? No. Why not essentially set the tone of that conversation we're in, early? Come
0: on. We're in week two, and he's looking to see who we have on decision day. Absolutely. Oh,
2: that's amazing. Why I not? All it's right, Van, so then, it's Van,
0: I think it's Vancouver, by the way.
1: Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Is, yeah. yeah.
2: Home yep. or away? Do we know?
1: Uh, home. Home. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Let's I go. mean, not like the weather's going to affect Vancouver because it's, well, Vancouver, but still, you get Vancouver <laughs> at home, and they might be out of it, completely out of it by that point, so... You don't really need to get anything. You might just be able to just walk away with an easy win there while everybody else is still trying to fight for their lives against competition that's still trying to get into the playoffs. Uh, One team that's out of the playoffs right now that we all thought would have just continued their charge up after winning the CONCACAF Champions League, Seattle Sounders continue to lose. I think it was their sixth loss in their last eight matches. What the hell is going on with Seattle?
0: no clue i'm baffled i don't know aj we talked about this a lot about how they just every year they come out they're they're uninterested they 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 focus on the us open cup they they just kind of lull you to sleep and then they then they just storm their way to the to the top few spots but uh this year the magic is gone i guess i don't know but it doesn't look as though they're going to turn it around now they certainly still could and make the playoffs but um yeah this is not what we've seen in the last few seasons out of uh, Seattle.
2: Yeah, they are they are the guy that everybody went to school with that you never see him do a lick of homework or it's like, <laughs> hey, like he wants to go out on Friday. It's like, hey, no, I'm hitting the book. Sorry, I got this 20-page paper or whatever. When you start yours? No, not yet. I'm going to do it tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, all right, you got four hours to go. Okay, yep. cool, I'll start now. He gets yep. an A, <laughs> <laughs> and I get like a C plus. That it, it's it, they they just like you said, they're so uninterested yeah. to start the year, they're focused on other things, and then they just and right, I guess I guess we should try now. Yeah, um, but really, all they have to do is just sneak into the playoffs, and I think they, and no one wants they, to face them. No, they, like, no that be absolutely not. That'd be a really dangerous, like eight, seven, six seed or something like that. So that's um, that's if, they, if yeah, if they sneak in, that's that's one of those. We've talked about you don't want to. You almost don't want to be the number one seed because we've seen what happens in the past. Like they, you, you get that that home game, but it's not really a home game because Seattle travels well typically. And all of a sudden, boom, you're out, and they're going to be that Cinderella story. When in reality, they're not really a Cinderella because you know how good they can be. Right, they just haven't chosen to be so far. So whether it's a a lack of. Dedication, or if there's just not energy in the room right now, or if they really are just like, "eh, but we're going to save it for the final couple of weeks." Who knows?
0: Seattle, Seattle wins in Austin in round one. I, I like was going to say, if they sneak I in like as the eighth <laughs> seed,
1: they're going to be going to Austin. And could you imagine a more perfect scenario for Seattle, the veteran yes. team that knows how to perform in the playoffs? going up against the surprise team of the entire league this season at home, hosting their first ever playoff game. And Seattle's just going to walk in knowing how to play playoff soccer. Austin, it's going to be a whole new experience for them. That's, that's probably Austin's worst, absolute worst nightmare going down
0: the stretch here. If it isn't, it should be. Yeah. Yeah. They should be be worried about that.
2: And later in the season, like that weather maybe doesn't play as much of a factor as maybe it would in like Mm. August or late July. So that would be, that's nightmare fuel for Austin FC for sure.
1: Absolutely. Yep. All right, so that's uh, been look across the league. We had their thousandth goal. It wasn't that spectacular of a goal. It was a nice goal by Andrew Gutman, who helps uh, Atlanta United once again uh, in the scoring sheets. Uh, boys, let's get to the predictor, and it was our best week ever. Dan, uh, let's yes. start us off describing what the predictor is.
2: Uh,
0: predictor, you pick three matches, including uh, an upcoming Minnesota United match. You pick the winner, you pick the score, you get a point for picking the correct winner or a draw. If you get the score exactly correct, you get a bonus point, but that never plays into it. So
1: <laughs> did it this week? Uh, it did. One person what? got oh. one completely correct. Dan was stole it, it away from me. Uh, when I was, when what I was, was listening it? back, it was the Minnesota score. You said two one yes. Minnesota over Nashville. Um, and I, I had, I legitimately had it written down two one Minnesota and you stole it away. So I still predicted a, a loons win A.J. Right. is the lone hater in the squad here. He predicted a 2-2 draw, uh, so he doesn't get the point there. He's That result of A.J. not getting it right is the only incorrect result this entire wow. week. Everybody wow. else, every other pick was you got the result right. You didn't get the score right, though. Wow. So I got three points because I predicted a Philadelphia win, an MLS win, and a Minnesota win. Uh, none of the right scores, though. Dan, you got five points because or four points because of the uh, Boom. the correct uh, scoreline and prediction or result. You also did say FC Dallas would beat San Jose, although you mm-hmm. only predicted two nil. You didn't have enough faith in FC Dallas, and then <laughs> you said New England would beat DC United. That was pretty easy yep. for them a one nil win. AJ did get two points, well, four points because his points are doubled right now. Uh, he said Toronto FC would beat Portland. He only said 2-1, though, and it was very narrowly, very nearly almost just 2-1 uh, until that last goal went in. Um, and then you said Austin FC would beat Sporting Kansas City 3-1. Well, it was 3-1 in the wrong direction at halftime, so sweating bullets there <laughs> until Austin FC came charging back and scored three unanswered in the second half. So our score lines as we speak right now, 31 points to me, 26 points to Dan, and AJ, you have 12 points. So far for this game. So uh, I think listening back, Dan started two weeks ago. I, or AJ started last week. So I will start this week. I'm going to go with the match that is tomorrow. LAFC host DC United. This should be a pretty simple result to pick here. Uh, (laughs) I think we all have this one on our (laughs) list. (laughs) 4-0 LAFC. I'm going wild scoreline because... Uh, D.C. United just want to get the season over with, despite Wayne Rooney being there. They are just awful. They have not gotten a new manager bounce, and LAFC are just continuing their rampage through the league. 4-0 LAFC, boys.
2: Dan, you want to go next?
0: I had 4-0 LAFC. (laughs) (laughs) I've got it written down. It's written
1: right here. LAFC 4, D.C. United 0. So uh, I love that you wrote down 4-0 and you always give me crap for writing down wicked wicked ridiculous score lines. I, I cannot <laughs> even though even though DC United
0: is pretty bad, I can't put a I will not predict a 5. It might happen, but I won't predict it, so I'll drop it down to 3. LAFC 3, DC United 0. I can't pick a 5. I don't have the I don't have the you know what for that. Just you don't hold man of a in chance. the face
1: when you handshake him. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I, just, yeah. <laughs> I, uh,
2: I also don't think I can go 5-0, but I'm not so? going to go down. I'm not going to go down to two zero. So I'm, I'm going to switch LAFC matches. I'm going to go to their one later on in the week when they take on uh, they take on San Jose. So I'm going to go four one. <laughs> LAFC beats San Jose. I didn't even see that. Oh my goodness! They're going to have a
1: nice couple weeks here.
2: Yeah. No no
1: kidding. 5-0 against Charlotte, then they get DC and then they get San Jose. Francisco Calvo man is going to have just he's going to serve up goals on a platter to LAFC this weekend. <laughs> Francisco. That's Goodness fun to gracious. say. All right, so that makes me up. I'm going to continue picking on DC United. As much as I love Wayne Rooney, and I want to see him succeed. DC United have shown me nothing to believe that they're going to turn things around this season. And uh, they host the Philadelphia Union this weekend. And Philadelphia just coming off of ripping apart Chicago 4-1, stopping Chicago's uh, winning ways. I think they're going to continue. Philadelphia is going to continue their winning ways this weekend. And they're going to get a 3-1 victory over D.C. United. Wow.
0: You guys are just... Okay, so I had... When when we started the podcast, I had Philadelphia 3, D.C. United (laughs) 1. At some point during the broadcast... At some point during the broadcast, I crossed that off and decided to go with LA against San Jose. And I had written down, I haven't changed it, LAFC 3, San Jose 1. Okay. So I almost got a second pick stolen by one of you guys. So AJ and Aaron are on the same page with LAFC over San Jose. Hey, you got to pick the low hanging fruit, right, AJ?
2: I like it. Yeah, you got to have at least one of those a week, I feel like.
0: Oh, yeah. I'm uh, all three if I can.
2: <laughs> we got to pick the
1: Minnesota one. So good luck with that. Yeah. Good that's to always tough for that one. AJ. Uh,
2: I'm going to ride with Philadelphia like Jonathan, but not during the weekend match. I'm going to go with their matchup tomorrow night against Dallas, two pretty solid squads. But uh, for the sake of me, maybe rooting for some positioning in the, in the standings for MNUFC, I'm going to go Philadelphia two, Dallas one.
1: Philadelphia, top of the East Dallas charging up the West. So yeah, that's going to be a really fun all right. one on Wednesday. that will be a good match. Yeah. All right, so that brings us to the Minnesota game. Minnesota United hosting Austin FC this weekend, 7 p.m. kickoff, uh, 6.30 p.m. pre-match show with Dan Terra and myself on uh, Score North. It's a mobile app, 1500 ESPN on the radio, and then 1500ESPN.com on the interwebs. Uh, boys, I have no idea what to pick for this one. I'm going 3-3. <laughs> I think there's going to be plenty of goals scored, not a whole lot of defense. 3-3, boys.
0: Okay, I have uh, written down here Minnesota three, Austin two.
2: Ooh, I like it, AJ. AJ, I think despite being at home, just with the offensive prowess that Austin brings to the table, one point would be satisfactory for Adrian Heath's side. So I'm going to go two two draw. Two two. Two two. Putting on the two two.
1: All right. Okay. So that is the predictor. That leads us into write that down, our other prediction-related segment, where we each make three soccer-related predictions. Doesn't necessarily have to be a score line or a result-based prediction. We'll keep track of the correct predictions throughout the year. We'll call those goals and the person with the most goals at the end of the season wins the coveted golden boot which is still yet to be set, decided after a year and a half of this podcast going on. Boys, our scoreline going into the week was Dan and I tied at 16 goals, AJ on four goals. AJ, you got one goal this week. You said this last week Emmanuel Reynoso will be involved with at least one goal against Nashville. Well, he, well, he got the assist to Franco Fragapane's opening goal of the match, so you get a point there. You did say, though, MLS will win by at least two goals against Liga MX, and you said Erling Holland will score a brace against Bournemouth. He was not involved. In scoring goals. I think he assisted on one, though, if I'm remembering correctly. But, uh, yeah, so you got two negatives there, but one positive. So you're up to five goals on the season. Dan, a while ago, your first pick of the season, you said removing the first four games of this year, Minnesota will have more points than last season. Last season they had 49 points. At this point? At this point, they are up to 30 points. And there is 24 points left in the season available. So your prediction is living on the edge right now.
0: That's nah, going to be they tough. They have to, to do. get
1: 19 of the next 24 points available Oof. to make right. that result even come close to true. All right. So good luck to that one. We'll be watching that. I've been watching that one all year. We'll have to watch it at the end of the season. Other results coming off the board for you, Dan. You said MLS 4, Liga MX 2, I believe it was just 2-1. So that one was incorrect. You also said Reynoso, Lode, and Boxy will combine for one yellow card and one goal. Well, Reynoso and Robin Lode went right back into the yellow card, taking right away in this match. So two yellow cards for that one and no goals for any of those three. And then I had you didn't have anything unfortunately come off the board correctly. Neither did I because at this point in the year we're all showing all of our results coming off the board incorrectly that we laid out weeks ago. I said within the next five games Minnesota will record at least two clean sheets. Of those five games: DC United, Houston, Portland, Colorado, and Nashville. Well, they only got one clean sheet, and that was the first one in DC. Uh, and then I then all three of mine from last week were incorrect. I said Emmanuel Reynoso will score and an assist in the all or on goals in the all-star game he did neither said Luis san maria will score against nashville he did not and uh i said manchester united will beat brentford they did not so we're gonna move on to the picks now because i don't care to talk about that manchester united game anymore um
2: aj i'll let you go first this week do it perfect perfect because i want to talk about that manchester united game some more yeah he's Uh... not gonna let you go not I so was, easy. I, I know. I've been thinking about you because like, I'm. I'm worried about you and just everything going on with the you know the Glazer family. And I'm going to put Devils it this way: I'm not that.
1: watching this weekend because I know it's going to be bad.
2: Well, here I've got. Let me let me run you through my, my first write that down. This uh, it's a big game. It's a massive game. They have to do something. This is the perfect stage for CR Seven, arguably the greatest goal scorer in soccer history. He will score at least one time. goal against Liverpool. Is he going
1: to be with the team by
2: the time they go to Liverpool? Uh, it's at it's at Old Trafford. Oh well,
1: question but yes. stands. But yes, nobody can afford be...
2: nobody nobody can afford his weekly wages. He, he'll well, the Glazers can afford to pay him off to get the heck out of the club. No, nah, he'll 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 be there, and he will score at least one against Liverpool. Write that down.
1: All right. Well, they still probably will lose because. It's Liverpool and it's Manchester United. So two opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum at this point. Uh, Dan?
0: All right. Uh, which one do I start with? All right. I'm going to go um, versus Austin on Saturday. Dane St. Clair will face less shots on goal than he did against Nashville, but he will allow more goals than he did against Nashville. Okay. It's All a right. bit of a tap in, I think, but you know, you never know. There's two things, it's it's tougher because there's two things that got to play out right, so.
1: Yeah. Uh, Along, sort of along, well, in the same game, boys write this down, both Sebastian Drusi, who's leading the league in goals this season with 17 and probably going to win the MVP of the season, and Emmanuel Reynoso, who should be in that MVP conversation, they will both score at least one goal each in this game on Saturday at Allianz Field. Write that down. Both of them.
0: Both of them there, guys. Okay.
2: Both the dim Dare guys. All right, AJ. AJ,
1: your second. All right,
2: uh, my second one. Kind of, I'm just because I couldn't think of a third. I'm not. I'm. I'm not parlaying <laughs> it, but it is going to be similar to the first one. Um, so I have Christian, Cristiano Ronaldo scores, but I am going to say also that Manchester United loses to Liverpool with it with at least one own goal.
1: Wow! Wow! If Harry Maguire starts, I'm going to just be livid.
2: Oh, it's going to be McGuire. It's going to be McGuire. It's but. calling
0: an um, own goal. Head should just that's, be on the bench. That's, a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough shot, calling an own goal.
2: It's All right, probably going it. to happen.
1: I mean, if you watch how they play it against that's Brentford, right? who's going down this season. <laughs> what is the stat? Brentford cost $55 million to put together their squad. Manchester United cost $436 million to put together, and Brentford won 4-0 on the weekend. <laughs> wasn't a good weekend. Right, I shut that game doesn't. off after the fourth goal went in. I'm like, I'm done. I promise Daniels. that's
2: my last one about Manchester United. <laughs> I promise. You sure? Yes, <laughs> I am positive. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Dan? Uh, Nashville now sitting seventh, if I remember correctly, right? In the West? Yes. They're in the seventh yeah. hole, right? Uh, they will not make the playoffs.
1: Ooh.
0: They yeah, will they're, be They're kind of shaky. They they're outside well. looking in. They're my pick to be one of the teams that's in now that will not stay in. Write that down. Write it down, Write this AJ. down
1: boys. <laughs> Write this down. Uh, I'm going along the same veins, except I'm going with a team that's already out right now, just based off of uh, games one. So they're very close to usurping Nashville for that final spot in the Western Conference playoffs. Portland Timbers. I do not believe in them. I don't think they're going to do anything that great down the stretch. They will not make the playoffs this season. I can't say Seattle because I already said Seattle would get into the playoffs earlier yeah, this season, so I'm not gonna like ass. bet against myself, <laughs> even though you I've done it before. Want to. <laughs> yeah, maybe later in the season we'll get there when it's more of if a tap, I've got like three of those left to use. So get write this yeah. down. Portland will not make the playoffs this season. Got it.
2: All right. Uh my last one, write this down. Franco Fragapane will score versus Austin. Franco continuing his hot form.
0: Everybody's yes. on the Franco bus. Yeah, I like the and way he's playing.
2: Choo-choo. Yeah, I, yep. he's been hot. I think he's going to keep uh, running right, and uh, it's going to be. I think the offense is going to be open up this weekend, so a lot of goals. Um, yeah, Franco Fragapane will score this weekend. Write that down.
0: All right, Minnesota will end the season on a three-game unbeaten streak.
1: Ooh. Write that down. I like it. All right. I mean, yeah. Looking at that schedule, that's kind uh, of a no, tap no, in. No, no. <laughs> that's a tap in.
0: No, no, no. no. Sporting
1: Kansas City, San Jose, and Vancouver—all three of those teams will be out of the playoff race Damn by it. then. I was counting on you, now. <laughs> that's looking.
0: a tap in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, write that down. Oh, no, <laughs> <so funny.
1: laughs> all right. As I said, uh, going back to Dan's prediction to start the season, the Loons need twenty points of the last 24 to have his prediction come correct boys write this down loons will not get 20 of 24 (laughs) points to write this down they will get less than 20 of 24 points to write to finish the season unfortunately i mean they'll still they'll still finish in a home playoff spot that's not part of the write that down but they're not going to get 20 sorry that's that is quite the tall task that's That's a lot of wins i would love to see that don't get me wrong but all
0: right yeah okay they have picking up my garbage way to go (laughs) <laughs> the I believe trash that's been man. all three
1: of our picks correct yeah that's it yes all right that has been write that down that has been loon talk for this week boys i cannot wait for this game this weekend this is going to be so much fun two really high scoring teams going at it just attack on attack very little defense hopefully our defense decides to show up but if it doesn't I am ready for an all-out slugfest. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday in the midway.
0: Can't wait. (laughs) It's going to be fun. Can't wait for Saturday. Can't
1: get here quick enough. All right, boys. We will talk to you on Saturday. AJ, I believe you'll be producing the broadcast. Dantera and myself will be on the call. Uh, can't wait for it. Again, 7 p.m. kickoff, 6 30 p.m. pre match show on 1500 ESPN, the 1500ESPN.com website, and the Score North mobile app. Boys, we will talk to you then. Loons fans, we will broadcast that game, as I've said, at those times, and we'll be right back here next Monday night to break it all down right here on Loons. See you then, Loons fans.
3: Hi, this is Daniel Rue of the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new there are some interesting storylines going on and for me one of them is let's call it a shift in expectations because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson this purportedly strong 2023 draft class and going hey we could be a part of that and that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs both teams are over 500 with some nice wins and this isn't fluky they're playing well so far and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if the see CEO can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions.